0: Take a look behind the curtain with a real whistleblower and American Patriot. Prepare to embrace the uncomfortable truth because this program has no time for comforting lies. Here is civil liberties enthusiast, Second Amendment defender, and recovering FBI agent, Kyle Serafin. There it is. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Kyle Serafin Show. It is October the 23rd. It's a Monday. We are starting off a big week. The police state is here. Yeah, I mean, the police state has been here, but the movie is out today, this afternoon, this evening. You guys can see police state in theaters. The uh, The second showing will be on Wednesday, and then I'm going to announce to you right now, I will be hosting the VIP digital premiere, the streaming premiere, which happens this Friday. I'm flying to Vegas so that I can host it. I guess there's going to be some sort of a red carpet. I don't know what I'm getting into. Goes If you know anything about me, uh, I, I live by the motto that my surveillance team Unofficially held. We had an official motto, which was, let's see what happens. But the real motto of the FBI's Washington Field surveillance team that we all came up with as members of the team was full blast and half assed. And uh, somehow that's how I live my life. In fact, a lot of our shows come out that way. They always come out okay, So we keep doing it. It's just like uh, we're we're rewarded for questionable behaviors and preparation that's the way it works out so in the case of the police state i'm going to be flying to to uh, las vegas on uh, thursday so for all my federal air marshal surveillance guys that are watching if you guys are going to try to follow me out there i'll be on a plane it's a southwest airplane and you can uh, follow me to las vegas nevada uh, that means that I'm going to be hosting the streaming premiere for those of you that are going to be watching it on streaming and can't see it in the theater. I know there are plenty of you who have no opportunity. There's going to be no theater nearby. It turns out that it's probably going to be shown in big cities, although a lot of places are being sold out right now. I'm seeing uh, some screenshots. So be aware of that. And we're going to let that be kind of our first, I don't know, sponsor, our first um, um, promotion for the day today. And uh, and then we're going to get into some wild stuff. Today, we are talking about getting off The couch. Ryan, we throw up the thumbnail for me real quick because the couch, ladies and gentlemen, it's kind of like the roof from the 90s. The couch is on fire. The American couch is on fire. Many Americans still sleeping on the corner that is not burning, but uh, it's coming for you. That's fabric. That stuff burns, even though it's known by the state of California to cause cancer as it burns. Uh, We are dealing with a piece of upholstery, the American upholstery that is literally being consumed by flames. In certain areas, it actually is being consumed by flames. We're going to show some of the, the the decay that's happening, but we're also going to talk about how this is not the worst thing in the world because we are we are starting to see people come back from it. We can wake up our neighbors. You don't have to leave your neighbor on the couch for them to be consumed by the flames. Very important that we don't. Uh, before we do that, let's let's show you a previously unseen clip of the Police State movie. This is Dinesh D'Souza talking to Congressman Troy Nils. He's a congressman from the Texas 22nd. And he's talking about something that is going to be near and dear to many of you to uh, the the execution, the shooting of Ashley Babbitt. This police state movie talks about a wide range of things. It's not all on the political right. In fact, all of this stuff started by persecutions of the uh, the federal police state on the political left, which is why it's so funny that I see leftists attacking the idea of this movie coming out because it comes from a messenger named Dinesh D'Souza. It's actually it's an American story. It's not a political left or a political right story. And the the concerns should be universal. They're not. They're currently not, as we know. But it's time to wake your neighbors out of it. We're going to talk about a couple of reasons why they should be susceptible to understanding what it is that they've participated in. And they are uniquely primed, I think, right now. I think there's a priming of at least a, a number of people on the political left. We'll call them liberals, not leftists. The liberals are actually, they're potentially convertible to open their eyes up and just see, look, we're not on the wrong team. We're not on the, we're not on different teams. We're all on team America if you want to be, but you got to get off the couch. Okay. uh, Let's play this little video right here. This is a uh, new trailer again for police state uh, that was just released in the last day or two. This is something you probably haven't seen yet. So here we go.
1: I was one of the last members to leave the house chamber on January 6th. I was at the back doors, the main doors leading into the chamber. I was protecting those doors. Ah, uh, the window there to the right is the window that Ashley Babbitt jumped through. Lieutenant Bird was positioned over there on the left. And Ashley Babbitt fell back and died right there. Yes. I heard that shot that took Ashley Babbitt's life. She was posing a threat to United States House of Representatives. He had no clue what her intentions were. I had been yelling and screaming as loud as I was, please stop, get back, get back. I don't believe anybody heard him giving those commands. She didn't know there was a gun being pointed at her. He says he couldn't see her hands. He couldn't tell if it was a female. If that would have happened in the summer of 2020, with the riots we saw across our country, you would have been indicted within a week. Police State. Tickets sold only on policestatefilm.net
0: So there it is. Policestatefilm.net Policestatefilm.net Not .com Go to Policestatefilm.net You can get tickets there You can sign up for the streaming premiere Which does happen this Friday And uh, you can stream it anytime after that It's going to be available to you I think you guys are going to want to see this The story it tells is compelling I haven't even seen all of it I've actually really liked when people on the political left Get involved in social media And they tell me, oh, I saw it, it was trash It's like, did you really? I haven't seen it And I helped make it I was one of the technical advisors on it And I was interviewed for it So what the heck are you talking about? Um Check it out. Check that out for sure. Okay, here's the story for today. Here's what we're talking about. They came for the kids. Some people were paying attention. Some of you were not. The couch is on fire. All right? They uh, they told you who they were. They told you they weren't going to do anything. Couch is on fire. Some people are still not paying attention. They can smell the smoke. All right? And then uh, And then they went after it, and they decided that they were going to start backing legitimate terrorists. And some people opened their eyes up and went, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, aren't radical Islamists the enemy? Isn't that the whole thing that my generation, I'm 41, isn't my generation pretty well confirmed that we sent men to fight overseas in various different theaters against radical Islam, and now you're going to say that you're on their team? Oops, may have been an overplay. We keep talking about it. They tell you who they are, the political left. They tell you who they are, and you should believe them. People are starting to believe them that are on the political left, but are closer to the center. At least they didn't know they were. What they didn't realize is that the Overton window, you hear that term a lot. The Overton window is the appropriate amount of conversation that can be had. When it starts shifting further and further and further over to the left, the people that were on the left end up being closer to the middle. And those people can be converted. Um, Ryan and I had this conversation the other day about pills. You guys see a lot of this online. Some of you are apparently not familiar with the concept of the various different colored pills. So I just want to say it because you'll hear these terms and I think they're worth knowing. And some people may not even know what they are, but they're using them. You hear the term uh, blue pill. Blue pill just means that you want to stay in the Matrix. This is coming back from the old uh, The Matrix movies with uh, Keanu Reeves and uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Right. And he offers them two pills, a red pill and a blue pill. And he says, if you take the blue pill, you basically stay asleep, you wake up in your bed, and it was all a bad dream, and you get to continue believing in the fantasy that is the world that's been pulled over your eyes. The red pill makes you wake up. It wakes you up and you remember what happens, um, you know, the guy Neo, he gets knocked out of the matrix. They, they pull out the plug on his back and they flush him down the toilet and they save him in the Nebuchadnezzar ship and he gets, you know, brought back in. He's wearing the crappy clothes and he's eating the gruel and all that kind of stuff. And then he becomes the hero of the resistance. The red pill means you open your eyes and you see what's happening, what's really going on. So a lot of people have been red pilled and more and more people are susceptible to that right now. And then there's two other things I always hear about, uh, white pill and black pill. The white pill people, they're very hopeful. It's, a, it's a, a sign of hope. God wins in the end, and therefore, why should we worry? I'm not sure that's a really good position. And I'm not sure the black pill is really a good position either. The black pill is like, it's all doomed. Uh, it's all owned. The space lasers are going to kill us all. You're going to end up with a directed energy weapon, like, blowing up your head. So who cares? Like, just, you know give up. That's a nihilistic perspective. So one of them is maybe an unnecessarily hopeful, optimistic perspective. The other one being the nihilistic. We got to be somewhere in the middle of the red, see the truth, make actions, take actions so that you can save some of your neighbors, wake up some of your neighbors, help them get off the couch, which is in fact burning. All right. That's my two cents for it right now. I want to pull up a series of tweets. We love this. I don't know why I love this so much, but like my buddy sent it to me. He's an FBI agent. So that just tells you there are some good ones. Look at that guy. He's just blacked out. Is that fentanyl that he's sleeping through? Is is he just drinking and partying? Is he drinking four locos? You know what I mean? There's there's a whole lot of reasons why people could be not paying attention. Is he just uh, collecting that fat paycheck for his job that's going to eventually screw him over and burn him to death? How many people are just not aware for whatever reasons exist in their life? I got a little bit of crap from you all on social media the other day. I'm going to monologue for a little longer. I hope you don't mind. Uh, I, I got some crap because I said, if you're in California, and this also goes for if you're in Connecticut, and if you're in Massachusetts, and if you're in New York, and you don't have an exit strategy, and you're not looking at an exit strategy, and your strategy is, well, my family lives here, so I'm here forever. That is a bad strategy, number one. But number two, and most importantly, what I really said was. I don't want to hear any of you complain. I don't. I actually don't want to hear anybody complain if you live in those places. It's been painfully obvious to most of you for years at this point, for multiple years, that if you are stuck behind enemy lines and you are not either making an exit strategy or actively engaging in a, a, like aggressive resistance, and when I say that, I mean like you're getting arrested for civil disobedience because that's what you are. You're, a, you're an actual resistor to the tyranny. Then you're funding the tyranny, and I don't want to hear you complaining about it. And you say, well, it's hard. It's hard to pick up and move your family. Tell me about it, man. Tell me about it. I picked up and moved my family from Virginia to New Mexico because it was an incrementally better step for me because I saw BLM rioters marching down the street that was less than a mile from my house. I saw dudes who were uh, avowed terrorists that had sworn allegiance to foreign terrorist organizations driving and getting picked up by their friendlies at the Taco Bell that was down the street from me in Burke, Virginia. So I'm shamelessly outing where I used to live, but I used to live in a Burke, Virginia. It's in Fairfax County. It's just outside of Washington, D.C. My wife and I and my neighbors started having conversations about what the L-shaped ambush would look like if people decided to come and attack our homes on our cul-de-sac. When you're having those conversations with your neighbors and it's not because you're like, hey, we should be prepared for any eventuality. When you're having the conversation, you're going like there are people that are three streets away right now and they are marching and shutting down traffic like we're going to show you later on in in the show. When that's the conversation and you're like, we may have to have a, like a, a civil defense plan for the neighborhood and all of our friends, that's an unsafe place. You should be also making plans to get the hell out of there. And I'm not going to apologize for telling you that. I know Dan Bongino for a long time said, fight where you can, leave if you can. And now he's saying, you know, you should leave. You should have left a long time ago. If there's a place where you legally cannot carry a weapon, you can't walk around and carry a gun and defend yourself. You're in a bad spot. And all the, the complaining about it, It doesn't take away from the fact that you are now making a choice. We have to accept that either you're a conservative and you believe that your choices have responsibilities or you don't, in which case you hope the government will save you. And good luck. They have a pretty good track record of becoming a police state. They'll save you. They're just not going to save you the way you want. They might save you in a gulag. All right. So here's some of the stuff we're going to walk through. It's about the kids. It's about the losers that are like in our management positions that should be leaders, but they're not. And then we're going to get to how in the world we've seen the political left expose their hand. They are now 100% aligned with the the day of jihad types, right? And so hopefully that should wake more people up. Let's do uh, topic number two, if you would, Ryan. This is a a tweet from Riley Gaines. You guys know who she was. She was a swimmer that was a a female swimmer, and she was beat by a male, and she lost her NCAA title, or she lost her shot at getting an NCAA title. And she's tweeting about women's issues right now, which should be actually aligned with the political left. The political left should 100% be behind her because she's a female and she's an aggrieved group, isn't she? So here it is. It says male runner from the Seattle Academy competed with the women and because of his performance, his team finished first. Dominated. Go figure. Males beating females. I don't know if guys have ever played on uh, co-ed teams when you win. It's not really a big victory. It's just not the same sort of thing. But here you go. That's this guy. Who's got long hair and that's his only sort of claim to femaleship says the girls were not wanting to say anything or act up on the podium or else they would be suspended, ruining their chances of going to state. Parents were warned not to wear political shirts to the to the uh, track meet and the coach got suspended for yelling fair sports for girls. That's a really, really shameful moment. That is a shameful moment in our country. That's ceded territory to the political left. We know this, right? We understand that you've you've released your children to a uh to a horrible thing. Why do parents allow forget the uh let, let's forget the 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 boys parents that ran, right? The boy that ran with this uh with this series of little young girls. That's not my my biggest problem. Although that's a serious problem, but that's like you screwed up your own kid. That's that's one. How about all the parents that allowed their kids to compete against males? Agreed. You got to get out of it, folks. Look, if you can't live in California and pay uh, taxes into tyranny, if you can't live in New York City, and by the way, these are all places that I had opportunities to live, and it would have been more lucrative financially for me to live in these places, and I chose not to. It would be much easier for me to go and live around all my family members. I've got a lot of extended family in the Northern California area, and I'm not going to do it. I don't even want to go back for a funeral. I went back for my wife's funeral. I'm not sure if I would go back for any of my family's funerals. I skipped weddings, a lot of them, and I've got a bunch of cousins out there. I won't do it. I won't go there because i'm not going to go expose my family and not be able to carry a firearm because california arbitrarily believes in tyranny it's the same thing when you're letting your kids compete in these sports because it has a natural outgrowth it leads somewhere you've basically cheapened what it is to be feminine to be female it is a fundamentally non-masculine position to allow your kids to do that and i can assure you my kids will not be competing in sports against kids that are in the opposite sex class Unless it's a co-ed thing and it doesn't matter. There's some reasons where you might do that. When they're little, it doesn't matter as much. But once we hit puberty, once you have adolescence happen, and there's that sex hormones that change the way the game is played, denser muscles, more aggressive um, you know, muscle density and and bone structure. Like, nope. That's how injuries happen. And, and what are you telling your, your, your female children? I've got three daughters. I'm not going to be doing that. You guys need to be careful. But here's the thing. They uh, we, we would assume that like maybe our elected officials would do something, do something about it. What are they going to do? Well, the problem is, is that our elected officials are morons. We got a lot of morons in office and people keep voting for morons. Many of them are leftists. Some of them are on the political right. If you look right now, in fact, I will uh, I will tell you later on today's loop from Catholic vote is one of the best series of articles collected about what's happening right now in America. Like it is hands down one of the best uh, news sources that you're going to get for today. I don't know about every other day. Most days, it's really good. Today's is exceptional. You should check it out. I'll uh, I'll pull it up and I'll read a couple of articles real quickly out of it because it's actually part of our show today. But Congress should do something. Pull up topic number three, if you would. This is Sheila Jackson Lee. You remember Sheila Jackson Lee. She's this lady. Ready? Oh, here. Hold on. Give me a full screen, if you would. Give me a full screen, Ryan. Um, she's this lady.
1: Are you familiar with FBI Special Agents Kyle Serpent? Uh, f-
0: you remember her? Kyle Serapin. She can't even pronounce my name. This one.
1: Are you familiar with FBI Special Agents Kyle Serapin? Uh, I'm familiar with the name. Is that yes? I'm familiar with the name. I'm familiar. Yeah, that
0: lady from our intro who can't who can't pronounce my name and doesn't know what's going on in the world. She seems to be a real, real peach. And there's a story. This goes back at least 12 years right now of what a piece of garbage she is. She's running for office in Houston. If you live in Texas, and you're not paying attention, there's some local offices that you should be aware of. And running for mayor of Houston, this clown with the, uh, what did somebody tell me? It's a corona. It's ethnic hairdressing. She's a moron, is what she is. She was listed as a congressional boss from hell. <laughs> this is uh, from uh, Daily Caller going back to 2011, March of 2011. And what they, what they reported is that basically like, she's one of the worst. A lot of polit- uh, politicians give nicknames to their age. George W. Bush famously referred to his attorney general as "Fredo." Fredo. Uh, Mitch Mitch Daniels, then head of the uh, OMB, was known as the "Blade." Barack Obama apparently called Larry Summers his chief economic advisor as "Doctor Kevorkian." So people, you know, they're they're like regular people. You got nicknames for people around you. She apparently this is Sheila Jackson Lee. Jackson Lee apparently hands out nicknames to people who work for her. And she calls them things like, you dumb mf'er." I'm not going to uh, say it, but uh, you'll probably hear it in a bit. And then uh, she apparently just berates all of her employees. This has been going on for over 12 years right now. And, it, and there was just a leaked call. And that's why we're bringing this up. There's a, a group called Current Revolt. And they're a Texas reporting group that uh, exposed some really, really good stuff about what Sheila Jackson Lee is. I think I should just let her say it in her own words. Um, Ryan, I'm going to play it from this end. Uh, you tell me if you can hear it. I believe that you should be able to hear this this uh, sort of horrific thing. Go ahead and throw a picture on the screen. This is Sheila Jackson Lee driving in a car talking because I, I keep hearing a blinker in the background and she's talking to one of her staffers. Uh, language is colorful. So if you're at work right now, you may want to turn this down or put some earbuds in. So here you go. It's going to get colorful. Negative, my friend. Can't hear it? Negative. All right, I'll send it over. Well, it should be in the... Did I send it over to you? It's it's in um, topic number four, so you may be able to play it on your end. See if yep, you can play it. it for me. Ready? All right, let's send it. Yep. Nope, that's video four. Oh, topic number uh, four. I see what you're saying. Yep. Got you. Got see you, if got we can got pull you. it up. Gotcha. This is just a website, current revolt's website, so you can go to currentrevolt.com and find this, the leaked audio, if you guys want to be able to play it for your friends and family members. These are the kind of people that Democrats are electing. Um, You got it pulled up there? Yeah, talk for a few more seconds. Just give me one more minute. <laughs> so the guy's name is Tony. Worth follow on uh, on Twitter. It's at current c u r r e n t revolt r e v o l t. Um, one of the one of the smaller accounts that I follow that I think is really worth smaller is relative, right? But uh, really keeps track of things that are going on in Texas. Like I said, this is not new stuff. She's talking to one of her employees named Jerome, and uh, and this other guy who is unnamed, who she just gives him. The full treatment when she starts giving him like it's actually funny because she stumbles over so many words when she's trying not to swear and to be polite in Congress, which obviously is not common oh, for her because like, oh. she's such a she's such a gnarly creature. Um, but when she starts like letting it fly and she lets some of that street come out because she's just like a hood rat, uh, you'll actually get to hear all of it and exactly how capable she is of expressing herself. All right. We're going to play the uh, thread for you right here. Uh, Sheila Jackson Lee in her own words.
1: uh, regarding, uh, something that was over at Duncan tell. Where is it? What, what date was it? All from, yes, yeah. Jerome took it upstairs. I have to call and pick it up when I switched out the paper. I don't want you to do a goddamn thing. I want you to have a fucking brain. I want you to have read it. I want you to say, Congresswoman, it was such and such state. That's what I want. That's the kind of staff that I want to have. So some stupid other motherfucker did it, and, and I don't have the information. Nobody sent me the information. I need to uh, ensure my um, schedule. And, uh, you know, if boo-boo did it, shit-ass did it, fuck-face did it, and nobody knows a goddamn thing in my office. Okay? Nothing. I gave it to you. Your job was to get it on the calendar, imprint it in your brain, or send me the information back saying, Congresswoman, I made sure that the Ovi Duncan Tally that you gave me uh, for so-and-so date at 7 is on the fucking calendar. Not to, old oh, Jerome has it. Okay? So when I called Jerome, he only me sit up there like a fat-ass stupid idiot talking about uh, what the fuck he doesn't know. Okay? Both of y'all are fuck-ups, a fucking F. It's the worst shit that I could have ever had put together. Two goddamn big-ass children, fucking idiots, serve no goddamn purpose, ain't managing nobody, nobody's respecting them, nobody gives a shit about what you're doing, and you ain't doing shit, and this is an example of it, I gave it to Jerome, this is not child's work, okay? (laughs)
0: I gotta swear I gotta read this I get the transcript right here I don't care if boo-boo did it, shit-ass did it or fuck-face did it (laughs) nobody knows the GD thing in my office like who talks like that it's so funny, it sounds like it sounds just like the most ghetto garbage human being screaming at her employees and they're like, uh, they're big children like why would you work for that person that's the other thing you gotta ask Imagine how important it is for you to have these crap jobs. You want to talk about the opportunity costs. They are working for Sheila Jackson Lee because they think it's going to benefit them in the long run. Right? In the same way that some of you are living in these terrible places. You're living in places that don't respect you. They don't love you. They take your money and they use it to make it worse. That woman is taking her authority and she is smashing it down on grown men. It is so upside down. It is absolutely backwards that you would allow that sort of thing to happen to you. Imagine going into your job and your boss talked to you like that. I would turn around. First, I would start laughing because that would be hilarious. Especially if Sheila Jackson Lee, of all people, started saying something like that. I would laugh hysterically. I would have tears coming down my face. And then I would give her back my ID badge. I'd probably drop it at her feet and I'd walk out. That's the end of that game. Here's the thing. You don't have to take my word on it. I've done this game. I had my boss say, look, you got to go put stuff up your nose. If you don't put stuff up your nose, he was polite about it too, by the way. He was like apologetic. You got to put stuff up your nose illogically. And look, I agree with you, but you got to do it because that's how you keep this job. It's like, now nah, this job is not even worth it. Do you remember there was a country song? Take this job and shove it. Right? I remember that. That's the way I grew up in the 90s. Take This Job and Shove It was a fantastic country. I don't even know who, who did it. Uh, for some reason, Joe Diffie is in my head, but I don't know if that's true. Uh, put it in the chat if you know who wrote Take This Job and Shove It. You guys can Google it while we're talking. It's, it's, it's what should happen when someone berates you in this way. And I had people on Twitter saying, well, sometimes you need a little come to Jesus talk. Come to Jesus is a religious experience. That's when it's like, look, man, what you're doing is bad for you. It's bad for our company and it's bad for everything around you. It's bad for me. It's bad for our customers. We need to fix this. You are screwing up and we are going to find a way to fix it. Not uh, I don't care if boo boo did it. Shit, That's not a real discussion. That's just a crazy person working in the American Congress that we continue to elect. She's done being elected to Congress. She's going to take her show back to Texas and she's going to take over Houston. It was David Guys, If you live Cole. in Houston, David Alco Cole did it. Yep. Fantastic. There you go. David Alco. Cole. Um, yeah, man, if you live in Houston and you are not rallying against this lady, like what are you doing? She will win too because, because Houston has terrible ideas and they'll vote for her because she's a black female. This needs to be everywhere. Diversity is not your strength, okay? It's just not. And and to prove my point, this is the stuff that politicians should be fixing, but they're not. We're gonna play you a clip. This is from Andy Nose Twitter feed. Andy Nose does really really good reporting over at Post Millennial, and uh, and Andy Nose is an incredibly nice person. He's so bold and like he goes into the craziest places and he gets into all these fights. But here's the thing, Andy is like the most diminutive, nice, quiet, respectful, polite guy, but he's exposing evil. And so he's got a spine made of steel, as far as I can tell. And like, I, when you meet him in real life and you and you hang out with him, he's like the nicest person. It's totally the opposite of what you'd expect. We're going to play video number one. This is a pedophile, and this is a full news report. I'm going to actually run the entire clip. It's a little longer than normal. We're going to run video one all the way through so you guys can see what is hanging out across the street from a school in San Francisco. Like I said, if you are financing this stuff, you are complicit in it. Play me video number one, Ryan
1: been in San Francisco
0: basically homeless for 26 years. 46-year-old Adam Moore tells me he has lived on the sidewalk across the street from Stella Maris Academy for more than two years and that his sign offering free fentanyl for new users is no joke. Moore says he's just passing on the drugs that other people give him in exchange for blankets and supplies he provides. They feel bad if they don't reciprocate, so they bring me trash that they've scavenged, things that they think are valuable or they give me some of the drugs that they have, which I don't do. You're exposing huh. grade school kids to this. Mm-hmm. This is not right, you know that.
1: No, no, it's shallow. I mean, the, kid, shallow, the, so. I mean the,
0: kids, the kids come out of the school and they see this? Yeah, yeah, I only live by two rules. Uh, be kind to others and make it look easy for children. The Richmond District Police Captain told me they recently tried an undercover sting on Moore, but he didn't have any drugs at the time. However, it's his past that's led to some concerns. Moore is on the Megan's Law website for lewd and lascivious acts with a child under the age of 14. I was innocent of... All of the charges that I've been accused of, convicted of, Moore is apparently not considered a high risk offender, so he does not have to follow the rule to stay 2,000 feet away from any school. And uh, I was told that he is in compliance with all of the components of uh, what his sex registration are. There it is. If you live in California. The rules do not require someone that is on the sex offender registry to not live as a homeless person directly across the street from a school advertising to give out free drugs to children to hook new users. Should we say that one more time as your brain actually melts down (laughs) Hey, the California laws and regulations that this police captain is talking about at the end of that video do not require a homeless guy advertising free drugs, specifically fentanyl, which could kill them. Because he doesn't know where it came from. He's getting it in trade from randos that are moving around. He's living directly across the street as a homeless guy for more than two years. And he's on the sex offender registry, but he's in compliance with the state law. And he doesn't have to stay 2,000 feet away. And so he's trying to hook kids. Right? And he said he's been homeless for a long time. Does that guy seem like a crazy person to you? Because that is a pretty competent, capable individual. You listen to a lot of people that talk on the street and they break down into like insanity. That wasn't the case for this guy. This guy is choosing to live there. Why does he choose to live there? Why does he decide to be homeless for as long as he has? There's an awful lot of questions about that. This is what you're paying for if you live in one of these ridiculous, tyrannical places. In the 80s, we would have called it retarded. It's retarded to pay for this stuff. That's what we would have said. It means you're mentally slow. It means you're not processing the information in front of you and doing something that makes any bit of damn sense. But this stuff is on the ballot. It is on the ballot. Like I said, if you can wake your neighbors up off the couch, you can actually change some of this stuff. Let's pull up uh, topic number five. This is a a tweet from a guy named Mark Levin. He's running for city council in Manhattan. I'm just going to read it. It says, most New Yorkers have no idea. Voting in the general election for city council starts Saturday. Okay, this was yesterday that he tweeted this out. This just starts. We are five, six days away from New York City having a choice of who's going to be in charge. And this guy wants you to know, and he's really concerned. This is the most important part. Across New York City, there are far-right GOP candidates. By the way, far-right means you just believe in basic things like boys are boys, girls are girls. The city shouldn't be paying for, like, incredible things that, uh, that, that they have no business doing. We should probably take care of homeless vets instead of putting people who sneak into our border illegally. That's pretty far-right for them. Okay, this is a place where many districts where Lee Zeldin, who was the uh, challenger for the GOP in the uh, the government, the governor race, he almost won. Some people think he probably did win. Right. Because we don't really trust our elections right now. He says if the Dems don't show up, some of these races, they'll lose. Okay, who is this guy? What's he all about? Same guy. Bring up topic number six, Ryan. Let's just read another thing for him. This one is fun. This guy is full on interested in tyranny. And this is where you're going to start making some ground with your neighbors that generally lean towards the political left. This is what he tweeted on October 10th, exactly two years ago. He said, vax rate in New York City agencies with a mandate in place, tyrannical mandates, by the way, Department of Education, 95 percent. Well, those people are brainwashed. Public hospitals, 93 percent vax rate. This thing is aging well, isn't it? Rates and agencies without a mandate. Children's services, 69%. New York PD, 68%. Homeless services, 65%. EMS, 60%. What are the uh, the fire department? 59%. What do firefighters and EMS guys know that the rest of the people didn't, huh? Corrections facilities, 49%. Oh, man, if you want to know people who don't trust the government, that's people that work for the government in corrections facilities. The lesson is clear. It's time to act. That's what he said. Time to act. He needs he wanted mandates to be put in place and they lost an atrocious number of cops. And the, and the crime in New York City has responded appropriately, which is to say increased incredibly. OK, that's what you want. That's who you want to vote for. You want to vote for these idiots, guys like Mark Levine. Interestingly enough, we have all the evidence we need to be able to tell people that think that initially would have sided with a Mark Levine how to move over and follow what's going on right now. They can move to the political center and that makes them quote unquote right wing. Let's like let's just have it. Uh speaking of people that are going to be listed as right wing, how about we say thanks over here and uh, encourage you guys to go check out the dash suspendables.com. Com. Use promo code Kyle. You get 10% off. Okay, that's just because we want to track who's coming in. There's sticker packs up there for you guys who want to buy something and, and uh, promote it on your vehicles or on your helmets or whatever it is you do. The hats are available. You can see them. Um, there's some new shirts we're going to be dropping this week, which I will tell you about when they when they happen. Some neat new stuff on there. But go to uh, Garrett O'Boyle's website. This is the suspendables.com Use my promo code so you save a little bit of money. Um, it's just a little bit mo- less for Garrett, but it tracks that we're doing it. Check out the Ranger panties. Here you go. I'm wearing right now the RU Suspendable shirt in black. It's got the badge on the front. I'm a big fan of it. Here's a matching hat that I wear with it. This is the black multicam. I'm a big black multicam, but they have the actual multicam. They've got a gray panel one. Hats look really good. Garrett's stitching them up himself, and he's got some skills on that. So uh, who knew? Who knew? From FBI agent and infantryman and uh, local police officer, now he is a T-shirt t shirt uh, slinger. <laughs> he's sl- stamping them out and sending them to you He's slinging them. So, go to uh, the dispendablescom you guys. There's always there's a link in the in our uh, show description. So, if you're wondering like, "Hey, I can't remember that Kyle, I'm driving." That's where it is. Go check it out if you're in the live chat and you wonder, just look in the show notes. It's all there. You don't have to pay full price. There's a reason why we built it all in. Use the 10%. It's 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 all good. Um help out my buddy Garrett though, the dispendablescom Somebody who knows what tyranny is all about, all right? And uh and it's sad. But here's the, the fun thing. These guys like this, like this like this Levine guy, they're the ones that are backing up uh, protests. I'm going to show you a progression of protests. We're going to show you a protest in, in Brooklyn. We're going to show you some in London. These are big American city and big European city, okay? English, all English speaking, so we can keep track of it. Then you're going to see what happened in places that are really captured, like Minneapolis, that has actual no-go zones, which we reported on, all right? And you're going to see what happened in Minneapolis. And I think some of you are going to have to figure out what is the plan Because you're going to have to both wake up your neighbor and you better figure out what your options are. Because some of your options are going to be a lot tighter when you're living in captured territory. Let's start with the video of Brooklyn. Let's do video number two. This was a protest in Brooklyn. Listen to the chants. They're always the same. It doesn't matter. These are political leftists siding with terrorists. You can say that people in Palestine have a right not to be killed in indiscriminate ways. But they picked this fight and it's been going on a very long time. And Hamas is a foreign terrorist organization. So there's no debating about that. They've been involved in ugly stuff. We'll show you how far back that goes. Let's go up a video 2. I'm into it. I like the beat. The beat is good. Settlers, settlers go back home. Where are the settlers, do you think? Oh, they're in uh, Israel? That's the settlers they're talking about? Palestine is their home? They live in freaking Brooklyn, man. What the hell are they talking about? How do these people get so nuts? Like, imagine if you... Are a white person, a black person, a person who was born in the United States, a Hispanic person, born and you're growing up in Brooklyn and you're out there on the streets listening to people who are your neighbors. They live right down the street from you and they are chanting, Palestine is our home. Like, that's what brainwashing looks like. That's some cult-like mentality. Forget what the message is. Like, just repeating things that are not true about you is bizarre. And that's what these people are doing. So that's part one. It gets worse when you go to London because London is Britain and Britain doesn't have freedom. So uh, let's try this one out. Video number three. This was a guy, he's speaking mostly in Arabic, but there's some translations on here, which I'll read off in a second. Let's do video number three. (laughs) Yeah, it's good stuff. So apparently he's being, uh he's he's yelling out things. I'm looking at translations over here. He's saying uh, al Islam, which apparently is the Islamic State. He's screaming, may Allah curse the infidels and uh, may Allah's curse be upon the Jews. Yeah, that's good. That's good in a free society. That's that's how debate is done. Here's the thing. In the United States, you actually are allowed to do these things and maybe you should be able to I'm like. All these things don't cause actual violence. These are you uh, calling out to your God. They're telling you who they are. So let's hear it. They want to do that. But once you start stepping off the realm of your free speech, however atrocious and disgusting it is, and and there are um, some really interesting interviews that are being done right now. Um, Michael Schellenberger has a good piece over at Public, if you guys want to go read that. He does a long video interview, so it's like nine minutes, where he goes out on the streets in New York and starts asking people, hey, do you think that people should be able to have like horrible opinions? And some people say no, and they're shocked to learn about the case that happened in Illinois in 19, I think it's 77, where the neo-Nazi group, the new Nazis of America, the American National Socialist Party, was at, they were asking... For permission to be able to go and parade around in a Jewish neighborhood, and they were allowed to do it because we have free speech in this country. Even if your ideas are unpalatable, it's actually a good thing. Let that guy go out and say all the things he wants. Let us know what they are. But then you can cross the line. When you cross the line, it looks like video number four. Now, uh, this is a long video. I think it is incredibly important to play all of it. There are basically two phases. So I'm going to tell you what they are. I'm going to have you watch it. If you are not watching on Rumble, skip forward to uh, about 38 minutes into our show and come and watch this video. Okay? If you're listening on the audio, this one is one that you need to see if you haven't seen it already. This happens in Minneapolis. This is a street-level protest that turns into probably the scariest thing that any of you can imagine now we're going to show you who is actually driving the car after it all because that's also really relevant he was referred to as a counter protester and somebody who was trying to do violence not the case as you might see but there's about three minutes of this which is about twice as long as we normally would play for anything there is an initial scene where he is surrounded and he's stuck then he breaks out of it and then he has a secondary conflict and he's able to escape again but obviously not without um not without some damage. The vehicle actually is breached more than once, and it looks like he takes some blows from some of these protesters. This is not free speech. This is called a riot. It's violent and it's ugly. Let's run that video number four. This is in Minneapolis, United States. See, there's probably about 75 people
1: Baby, come on. There
0: you go, you can talk. Yeah, play no, the audio. Sorry. No, keep playing the audio. You want to play it because it gets wild. So like, did you hear what that lady yelled? Yeah, that woman just screamed, shoot him. That was her call. Are those protesters armed in doing this? So here's what happens. Guy drives up. He's got a barricade. There's vehicles that are blocking him. So and you can rewind it and you can watch this again. You can find it on Twitter as well. He He drives up into a barricade. He can't get out. There's two vehicles that are pincer moved and they're blocking him in. They mob him. They're beating on the car. They open the door up. They rip it open. They look like they assault him. He's able to get the door closed and apparently locks it at that point. Um, the lesson is don't drive into this stuff if you can help it. But you may not be able to help it. You may not be paying attention. Not everybody is on at all times. Then he drives away. He managed to get away. They, they back off. He drives through. He gets away. He's probably a couple hundred yards away. The lunatics that are involved in that protest are not comfortable with him escaping. They decide that they need to mete out punishment. This is what mob mentality looks like. We saw this in BLM stuff too during 2020, 2021. We saw this in DC. We saw it in um, Seattle. We saw it in Portland. Right. Like the fact that you escaped their ambush is a problem for them. So they ran him down. They beat on the car again. And now we have footage from where he is. Now you think, who is this guy? Is this guy some uh, Kyle look lookalike? Does he have a beard and he's pissed off and he's there like trying to run over people? Is this a dude with his family? Is he trying to protect his kids and his wife? Just hanging out in this little like Ford Fusion or whatever the heck it is. You'll notice that they have these like motorcycles and these uh, ATVs that I guarantee are not street legal, but that's something that has been happening. Like black gangs do this all the time in Washington, D.C. and Baltimore. They're really into like running around in these off-road vehicles that have no registration. They can buy them for cash. They don't have to get them registered. They go roll around and the police basically do nothing about it. When you do not engage in basic law enforcement actions and stop vehicles that are not allowed to be on the road, you're going to get stuff like this. OK, here's this guy. Who is he? Video number six. Let's see who the, the, the actual guy in the car is this Milton angry counter-protester.
1: Motherfuckers, where you going now? He not going nowhere now. He not going nowhere now. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. He not going nowhere now.
0: Kicking windows. He not going nowhere
1: now. No oh, worry, He got himself out. Hey, watch
0: out! Your lord, man. All right, it's good right there. That Instagram account says this guy just drove through the protest. Find this man, and they showed the video of him. And they're comfortable with what they just said because they posted it on social media. In a way to try to run this guy down. Ryan, if you can just go to a screenshot of the the grab of what that old man looked like. That guy looks like he's probably in his 70s. Best case scenario. There's a decent chance, right? He's a military veteran based on that age. A lot of them were. I don't know. Like, that guy probably had no idea what he was driving into that day. He doesn't look like a guy that went out there to go cause violence. He looks like a guy that got punched in the face by a mob that ripped open his door. And he's just looking for a way to get out of it. And if that means he's going to run some people over, so be it. That's probably the scariest thing that's ever happened to that guy in the last, like, in his city. How awful is that? It's one of the worst things I've ever seen because he's so confused about how to handle it. Look at this guy. Motherfuckers. It's unbelievable. And like I said, Minneapolis man just drove through the Palestine protest. No, they just drove through a riot. He just tried to get out of a riot, and he's got his car kicked in, dented. They're trying to break out the back windshield. They're trying to break out the front windows. This dude is so confused. It looked like he got hit in the face when you see the whole video a couple yeah, times, which I seen. His nose is bleeding. Yeah, But the top, it's. I'm sure he was assaulted by these people. This is Zach for the people. Add Zach for the people on Instagram. Thanks, Zach. Now you've added yourself as being there too. You're all part of it. I hope they all end up arrested. Um, man, it's really crazy. And then uh, video number five is another angle of all this kind of stuff. So let's do that one. So that's uh, that's Hamas's flag that they're flying, a terrorist organization as designated by the United States State Department for a long time. You know. OK. It's bizarre. These people are are backing a team that like never, never in American history would you expect to see uh, support for in public. But uh, it does let us know, like. It lets us know exactly what's going on. The upside is, is that it's actually converting people in the middle. It really is. Um, here's some of the stuff that's helping convert these people. Can you do slideshow number 10? We've got a whole bunch of stuff. I'm going to talk over these, these uh, images. I want you guys to see this. This came from an Instagram account that I found. There was uh, some some speaking about it. This is a group called uh, the, a woman named Woke Scientist. I assume woman because she uses female pronouns. But, you know, you never know. This also seems like a very woman thing to do. If you pull up uh, topic 10, we'll, we'll just start flashing them on the screen here and let people kind of see what it is. This is tipping the hand in a really big way it's letting people know they're saying not, not the quiet part out loud they're saying what they actually believe do we have that uh slideshow abel yeah give me one second kyle i'm trying to find it i know i just put it in here i can't see it uh that's a misplaced give me one second i'll get it up again so these are all blatant support of of the uh the hamas terrorist group they're not supporting palestine per se they're supporting violence just like you saw on the streets there you're they're supporting actual violence and they're advocating on behalf of violence. They're, they're showing that uh, some images of those paratroopers that we saw, those, the poor man's paratroopers that we talked about with George Hill, the guys with the lawnmower strapped on their back, right? Uh, paragliders, parasails, whatever you want to call them. Like, that's what liberation looks like. Really? Look at this thing. If you care about social justice, equity, liberation in any form, go back to that one if you would. We're going to read through it because look at the pictures you're seeing and then line it up with the words. If you care about social justice, equity, liberation, in any form, you support the Palestinian push for total liberation by any means necessary. That's a call for violence. Call it what you want. The oppressed deserve to resist their oppressors by any means. This is basic Marxism. Oppressed oppressors, class war, dividing the world up. You know, the leftists always act like they're trying to be this divide, this uh, this uh, this uh, uh, group that unites people. We heard Joe Biden say it. And then what do you got this? How about the next slide? There it is. Every successful revolution across history has required what was it? You're going too fast for me. You got to pause on them. This one's automatic. Decolonization. Sorry, so I can't stay there. Just Decolonization automatic. causes just as much militancy as community care. I mean, like all this stuff is insanity. We'll have to do some pausing on it. But uh, the Palestinians, you think they asked for this? Yeah, they did. They voted for Hamas. They, they democratically elected a terrorist group to be in charge. Every violent genocidal empire has ever been taken down by armed resistance. These are all calls for violence. That's what they're asking for. There's some really good video that uh, the IDF has been releasing of dash cam footage and ring doorbells and different surveillance cameras. I'll put it up on my social media because it actually is not something I can rip from uh, from YouTube for you guys. It's also incredibly violent. It just shows people running up. Imagine that guy stuck at the white the white car at the blockade because that's what was happening. They were getting stopped at checkpoints and various different choke points where they were waiting on gates to open and things like this. People in Israel and they just had like armed militants running up with AKs snap 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 and they're shooting right through the windows shooting people. Killing them, dragging their bodies out, taking their cars, adding it to the uh, to the convoys. They were running on motorcycles and dirt bikes like two and three, three up like you see in India. So there's like militant guy driving with a machine gun across his chest and another guy like with a machine gun on his back and another guy behind him. They would run up. Two guys would deploy. They would kill people in a vehicle. They would take that vehicle. The second guy would get back on the motorcycle. They would go ahead and they would kill another people. So they were adding vehicles to their convoy by simply going. I mean, it's really good guerrilla tactics. And they're fit, and they're capable, and some of them are uniformed. And that's the flag that you just saw flying in Minneapolis. Do you think the Palestinians asked for this? Yes, I do. I do think a bunch of them did. And here's the other thing. The Palestinians are tolerating exactly what the people who are in leftist areas are tolerating. If you still live there, there are ways out. It might be very costly. It might be really difficult. No doubt about it. It's ridiculous to think because they can get rockets in. Apparently, they can get rockets, but no food. They can get munitions, but no medical supplies. And they're willing to store them in their hospitals and their churches and their schools. And they've been doing this for a very, very, very long time. You know how mainstream support for terrorists have gotten? Pull up topic number 11 for me real quick. I want you guys to just take a deep breath and read this. As you decide to go and drive through the drive through and get your frappe latte garbage. The 4,000 calorie sugary junk. You got topic 11. This is the Starbucks Employees Union stating that they unequivocally stand with the Palestinians. The Starbucks Workers United stands with Palestine. The members of the Starbucks Workers United stand in solidarity with the Palestinian people's right to self-determination. Oh, they oppose violence in very, very small print and each death occurring as a result of violence. We condemn the occupation, displacement and state violence, apartheid and threats of genocide Palestinians face. Okay, they're anti-Israel. That's fine. Look, you don't have to pick a side to know which side is actually wrong. We don't have to get involved. I don't want to see American dollars go there. Furthermore, we condemn Starbucks for shamefully using this devastating humanitarian crisis to make false statements against our union and to vilify us. Uh, No, I'm pretty sure you just vilified yourself. You're standing with a terrorist organization. That makes you a freaking clown. And guess what? They're supposed to be able to do that. Don't go to Starbucks, people. Really easy. If you're going to Starbucks, why? Why are you doing that? You're better off almost anywhere. I would... I would hesitate to say. I think Chick Fil A actually has the worst coffee anywhere, but Starbucks is really close. It's burned, it's crap, and they have bad values. They hate basic like decency. They were standing with the George Floyd rioters and the, rioters rather, and they stand with Palestine on this one. Like the fact that they have to choose a side is absolutely absurd. You're a workers' union that's supposed to advocate for coffee makers. How about stay in your flipping lanes, people? Maybe you should go work for Sheila Jackson Lee. She would tell you what you are. What, what does she call them? Boo boo. Right. Shit ass and fuck face. That's what they need to be talked like. Maybe that's what you need to be talked like. That's the kind of people they vote for. You think they like that? Sorry, I didn't mean to swear again, but it's too good. Why would you go to this group? Why would you be involved in in, uh, putting your money towards Starbucks? Like you've lost your flipping minds if that's the case. All right. Um, And like I said, there is a movement to move some of these people off the X. And this is actually helping it. It's actually helping us. Pull up topic number seven. This is coming from Barry Weiss's substack. It's actually very good. It's called The Day the Delusions Died, which was on October 7th. People woke up and realized a bunch of people on the political left woke up and realized like, hey, is this what I'm about? This is written by Constantine Kissin, uh, was dated yesterday. It says when Hamas terrorists crossed over the border with Israel and murdered 1400 innocent people, they destroyed families and the entire community. They also shattered long held delusions in the West. A friend of mine joked that she woke up on October 7th as a liberal And went to bed that evening as a 65 year old conservative it wasn't really a joke and she wasn't the only one this is critical stuff this is a critical sea change because of what just happened okay the idea that there's this unconstrained vision that human beings are malleable and can be perfected that they believe that social ills can and evils can be overcome through collective action it encourages humans to behave better yeah that's called religion it's actually not the job of the state but when you deal with the barbarism that happens, Hamas's barbarism, and the explanations and celebrations throughout the West, we saw some of them that followed their orgy of violence have forced overnight exodus from the unconstrained camp into the constrained camp. It, they talk about the uh, the woke reality. I'll just tell you to go check this thing out. This is that the free press for free people. Barry Weiss's new outlet uh, where she's writing, and this is Constant uh, Constantine Kissens, really good piece. Totally worth noting that there is a, a an interest in leaving, particularly among Jewish people who fall like when I say that, I mean, ethnically Jewish, but not religiously Jewish, religiously Jewish people tend to fall into the conservative categories. But these are people that would otherwise align with liberal ideas. And they're realizing that is a fundamentally illiberal position to align with the political left. They're on the side of terrorists. It makes it wrong. And also, I don't want to see our money get involved in it. Okay. Um, it's pretty incredible. And here's another little clip we're going to play. This is from a guy named Chamath. His name is, uh, Pally, happy Tia. He is a billionaire. He's a tech investor and he has his own podcast where he's talking about this thing. He's basically saying like, do we have this up here on topic? Number eight, I think it's actually a video. Is topic. Number eight, a video. There it is right there. We'll just say what he says. He says they, uh you got to basically give credit to Trump in ways that uh, they were not. Otherwise, they weren't comfortable with doing previously. But he said Trump derangement syndrome was essentially they didn't like the messenger. So they attacked the message. And some people are actually now starting to realize that they're realizing that they they lost their mind because they didn't like who was saying it, but they didn't really have a big problem with what he said. And now it is becoming overwhelmingly obvious And he says this in his podcast. There's clips out there available. Uh, Colin Rugg reported on this one. But he's basically said peace in the Middle East. We didn't like the messenger. We killed the message. When are we going to stop shooting ourselves in the foot? Trump did the Abraham Accords. He was actually stopping some of the stuff with the work that he was doing. It was important enough for him to put some energy into it under. And he was using political capital to do so. He was threatening the evil people in this world. And we knew it. We actually knew that conservatives knew it, even if we didn't like Donald Trump that much. You don't have to like the way Donald Trump acts. He doesn't have to be a role model for your children to realize the things he was doing were fundamentally good. If you could turn off the tweets, and some of us weren't even on Twitter, like I wasn't, I didn't read his tweets, I don't care. The only reason I found out about Donald Trump's tweets was on the left, was breathlessly reporting on them. It's like, okay, got it. Okay, you don't like him. You don't like what he says, but what is he doing? Okay, the problem is, is that he got smeared with COVID. In the same way that we should be looking at 2021 and seeing what that New York uh, uh, city candidate Sorry, a uh, city council candidate is looking at. He's looking at pushing. He was telling you, you got to push mandates like Trump at least stayed out of that. They helped develop it. But Trump didn't push a mandate. And I have every faith that if Tr- Donald Trump had been elected or have been allowed to take office in 2020, because I actually think he won. I actually do. I don't know if I've said that publicly, but I totally do. Like the, the FBI stopped all the investigations into the election fraud that we saw. They didn't let people do it. They took Donald Trump supporters or people they believed were Donald Trump supporters off the election fraud task force in Washington, D.C., If you had nine kids and you're a pro-life Catholic, you got removed. And those guys, and they exist, there were a couple of them had like a decade plus experience investigating election fraud, were removed from those squads. And this guy, uh, what's his name? Tim Thibodeau, who many of you guys remember was like outed for his anti-Trump tweets and actually had to leave the the, uh, Washington field office in tears, according to sources. I'll say allegedly, but according to sources that uh, I'm in contact with, said he was taken off the elevator in tears and had to like unceremoniously be removed from his position. That guy got rid of all of the people that he assumed were Trump supporters from his squads. He was the ASAC in charge of that criminal branch. That's a crime, by the way, election fraud. It's a real crime. The FBI really elects uh, chooses to do the investigations except when they don't and they didn't anywhere. As far as we know, it didn't happen in Arizona. It didn't happen in Minneapolis. It didn't happen in Washington, D.C. It didn't happen in Georgia. I've got friends in all those offices, Atlanta, Phoenix, Washington, D.C., Minneapolis, St. Paul. They didn't do the they didn't do the investigations. So if Donald Trump had been president because guys like this hadn't lost their minds on the messenger, I probably would still have my job. This wouldn't exist. The suspendables. It wouldn't exist. We wouldn't have been put in that decision to decide. But I'm kind of thankful that it did because they revealed something and they were able to jump the, the goalpost so far that many of you are able to wake up and many of you are going to be able to use this to wake your neighbors up. Here's here's something we talked about the other day. Only 2% of people in this country are getting COVID vaccine boosters. Why? What happened between shots number four and shots number seven that made them change their mind? Was it all the died suddenly's? Was it all the people who realized that uh, you don't have a 99% chance of dying from COVID? You have a 99.9% chance of living? Like all of you that are listening to this show, you're flu and cold season survivors from 2020 and 21 and 22 and 23 when the bioweapon was released on everybody, right? Like this whole thing, this lab leak, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where it came from. It was a cold and a flu. And some of us remember in 2020 that there was no flu deaths in this country. Even though in 2018, uh, 80,000 people died in the United States from flus. Like flu symptoms killed 80,000 people in 2018 and nobody died from the flu. Nobody died from the flu in 2020. But they scared a lot of people because COVID was so scary. They had signs in the street saying, stay home. Don't touch your neighbor. Don't touch your children. Put a mask on while you're in your own home. Don't talk to people that you talk to every single day that you've already been in contact with, who you have similar immunities to. That's crazy. And then suddenly, after they took all those shots, a lot of people went like, wait a minute, I don't want that shot. I don't want to be part of that. And now they've shut down businesses and they did irreparable damage to this country. But a lot of people experienced that damage. They were casualties of it. And maybe they didn't want to get uh, booster shot number three or four or five or whatever we're on right now, right? They had five boosters, I think, rolled out. So something happened and those people are susceptible. If only 2% of people are getting the boosters, one of two things happened. Either they're dead and they're no longer able to boost, which is not the case, right? Or they went, "Mm, the data doesn't line up with what you were saying. You were lying to us. You need to push that strength. They were lying. They were absolutely lying to you. Now you need to give them the opportunity to come clean on the other stuff. But the problem is, just like the parents of that kid who was running in the track meet, they are pot committed. That's a poker term. That means they've got so much money in the pot that they can't back out of it right now. Imagine admitting that you have irreparably harmed your child. You have sterilized your kid through hormones and surgeries, and they will never live a happy life. Imagine admitting that about yourself, because that's what you have to admit if you went out there and you were pushing vaccines, if you were pushing them on your kids. Forget about what you chose to yourself. We all have like a limited amount of life on this earth. If you're a grown up, you're going to have some number of years. Something will happen to you. We all have our time coming. Okay. But if you are pushing it on your child and you were making your six month old, I had friends telling me they wanted to enroll their kids in clinical trials. Smart people told me they wanted to get their kids in clinical trials so that they could get the experimental vaccines to protect them from a disease that had almost statistically no effect on kids. And God knows what was in that shot. It's not happening today. How many parents are boosting them? I know people that lined up to get their five-year-old vaccinated when it was allowed under emergency use authorization. Those people have a lot of regrets. They've got a lot of it. So we can push the strength with compassion. You don't have to judge them. You just say, look, it was always true. I'm so glad you've seen it. That's the compassionate way it should be done. I'm so glad that you've finally seen how crazy it was. The stats were always fake. They could have never had the number of, of deaths that were happening in real time. We can't even get those in, the, you know, in, in retrospective for two years ago. It takes a long time to get this stuff. You don't get instantaneous cause of death simply because someone keeled over. And there were always you know, indications that it was BS. A lot of it. A lot of you guys saw this, like people who were getting killed with gunshot wounds, but they had COVID, so they were a COVID death. Right there was all these like weird anecdotal reports that were coming out. If you saw it at the time, congratulations, you're an early adopter. But just because your family member now has an iPhone and they didn't want to use it before, you still you still use iMessage, don't you? Like you can still talk to them. They're they're susceptible to being open to new ideas at this point because of what they pushed with this Hamas narrative. Everybody knew. Can you bring up topic number uh, number nine? Look at this. Okay, today is October the 23rd. 40 years ago today at 0622 local time, a bombing took place at the at uh, Beirut's International Airport in Lebanon. And 241 US troops were killed in action before they could even get out of bed. Who did that? Hezbollah. Who backs? Who backs Hamas? Hezbollah. Right? Radical Islamists. They've been an enemy for as long as I've been alive right that's two years after i was born they've been an enemy my entire lifetime they were the ones that were doing wild stuff and hijacking planes they were doing stuff in the 70s in the 80s they did stuff in the 90s they tried to bomb the world trade center they finally got it right in uh, 2001 the, the the guys that flew planes into the world trade center were were studying at the university of oklahoma where i went to school when i was there in the international barracks right and then we went into the, we went the wrong way we went police state on this and we, we decided tyranny on our own people because we didn't learn the right lessons, which was that an open and free society has some dangers and that we should try to mitigate those risks where we can, but freedom is most important. The libertarians were always right, the Rand Paul types, the Ron Paul types. They were right. They have been right, right? That's okay. Some of us have gone to that camp more when we used to think, hey, uh, the ends justify the means. They do not. They do not justify the means. And for all of our friends that have been killed in conflicts, You know, my generation already served. I know Eric Jason in the chat just lost someone. And we want to say our condolences to you, buddy. Oh, I really do. I saw it earlier. Didn't want to say anything until now. But um, like we've got friends that are still dying in that conflict. We have friends that are at the the terminal end of their service. They're getting ready to retire. And they've put their life on the line for the United States, for better or for worse. They really have. It's Gen Z's turn now. And are they going to go up and step into this fight? Are they going to be the ones? or Are they going to be out there banging with drums and trying to fight Ford Focuses? Because they don't seem like they're ready. They don't seem like they're prepared to have the United States drag us into another war. I threw this tweet up the other uh, last night, I think, and it's already gotten a bunch of looks. And, and it's just my thoughts as I was as I was trying to compile them. But honestly, it says it all. Two percent of Americans were getting boosted at this point. That means nearly everybody who got the shots, got covid, survived like all of us didn't uh, realize it at the time. But they must now realize that they got played. And most of them can't admit that the 2020 election had significant questions. January 6th was not an insurrection. You're going to see that in police state as well. And the lockdowns, the shots, the masks, the public health tyranny were all a complete fraud. It was all a play for power. And a lot of people fell for it, particularly people on the political left, the so-called liberals that believe in so-called freedom. They really don't. But they might now. They're They're susceptible to getting off that couch. Aren't they? I'm just going to say this. If you're a parent, you agree to mutilate your kid on the on the trans altar, you have to admit that you sterilize your offspring and you doom them to misery. If people don't die from the shots, we're going to have a lot of people living in denial or we're going to have a massive wave of what I would call self-elimination you may know as suicide. That's real. That's a real possibility right now. Okay? You need to be talking people off the ledge. You can help them forgive themselves for any sort of awful treatment they did to you. Like, I'm not mad at my in-laws who were telling us that they wouldn't see us if we didn't go get shots. I just said we're going to do what we're going to do. You're going to do what you're going to do. If that means you miss your grandchildren's growing up, then then you chose to do that. That's okay. The world has consequences. That's a conservative position. Accept your own risk. Let people make their own decisions. You don't have to be mad at them for it. You should actually feel a lot of compassion because they made bad decisions with bad information. And I'm and I'm truly compassionate about it. I really am. I'm not mad at them. I'm sad for them. I think I told this to um, I told this to Owen Schroer the other day for the guys that are locking him up because Owen Schroer goes to jail this week. For free speech. And I told him eventually, eventually, you get to the point where you pity them. There's always a little bit of rage and anger, people that canceled you. My friends in the suspendables, mad, right? They're mad on some days. We're all mad. But we're also, we're also, we pity them. We pity people that are working with this badge facing right side up. I really do. I pity you because cowards die a thousand deaths. They die a death every day they wake up and do things that they know they don't want to do. Just take that for what it's worth. What would you rather be? You'd rather be uh, know that you're right, or would you rather be a coward and still get your paycheck at a job that, you, that they treat you like Sheila Jackson Lee, like a dumb child, and they yell at you and berate you? Say what it is, folks. If you have not given us a thumbs up, and there's a bunch of you watching right now, we'd appreciate you guys uh, liking this video. Make sure it turns uh, green on Rumble. If you're not watching us on rumble you might want to come over here we've got a couple of you over watching live on youtube youtube is going to cancel us pretty soon folks i can pretty much tell you that if you've watched it i've seen the comments that you guys are leaving all 10 or 15 or 20 of you that go over there um they cancel our stream they shut us down midstream they they, they call it copyrighted material even though it's obviously a fair use practice so just let you know we may not be streaming in, in youtube for much longer they've monetized us and we're never going to make any money on it and i don't really intend to i just go there to know what's happening and uh, make sure that we're aware of it uh, i do want to say a couple other things over here i want to say thanks to my buddies over at Patriot Cooler. You want to talk about a good company? They stepped in the gap with us right away, and they've been uh, supporting us since we started going live with this. This is an OG sponsor of the Kyle Serafin Show. Go to Patriot Coolers with an S on the end of it. PatriotCoolers.com. Use promo code Kyle. You get 10% off. Um, they just told us they want to auto-renew. They just want to stick with us. We don't need to do month-to-month anymore. They're staying here. Okay? They're, they're, they're a permanent supporter right now. Uh, until something changes, which I don't see it happening anytime in the near future. Check out their stuff; they've got great products. I've got one sitting on the desk. Here it is right now. Look at this. Here's mine. Promo code Kyle. This has got some suspendable swag on it. There, you get some of those stickers from Garrett today. They're now selling them in the little sticker pack. So there you go. There's Ryan's. We're we're using their tumblers. I've got uh, I've got a video. I got an unboxing video that we will show um, later on this week of the of the new cooler that I've got. I've got to break it out. It's sitting in my garage, like taking up space. Like there's like a spotlight on it, sitting next to my Yeti cooler. So we'll do a side by side on the Yeti, and I think you'll see better prices. Uh, better company. And, um, you know, they're not woke Austin based. They're Houston where they're looking to keep Sheila Jackson Lee away from the, the levers of power, I imagine. So check out Patriot Coolers, Patriotcoolers.com You can find them on social media at Patriot Coolers with an S on the end of it. Um, tag me if you guys buy some of their stuff and use my promo code. Tag me. I'll retweet it. I like seeing those pictures, too. A lot of you guys have been pretty excited about what you've seen. It's good. It's good stuff. It's good product. So do that, um, folks. It's ugly out there, but it's not all bad. It really isn't. Just remember, they're showing you who they are. They're trying to let you know who they are, and we can't be afraid of it. we got to let them know we see you, and uh, we're willing to welcome you back into the fold. If you're looking over and going, hey, this is not what I signed up for, think about it. Uh, Every once in a while, you've been in a a crowd that started chanting something at a football game or something else, and then someone screams, like, rip his head off, and you think, like, well, I'm not a rip his head off kind of guy. I'm into defense, right? I'm into us winning but I don't need to see physical uh, death. And dis- I don't want to dismember the opponents. That's not what I'm about. This is not a European football match. This is an American thing. Uh, we, we shake hands at the end of our games. We do a good game line. That's what we used to teach our kids when I was a kid. Are they still doing that? I hope so. I hope they're still giving good games. High fives. Are they, are they afraid? Are they doing like air fives like they do in uh, demolition man? <laughs> are they trying to stay away from human contact? Go out there and meet your neighbors, folks. I live my own advice. Yes. This weekend, Ryan knows, um, I came in in a a good mood. I spent uh, three different days hanging out with my neighbors. We shared some ammunition buying, like prepare for the worst, but also figure out who's on your team and welcome people onto your team. They're out there and they're interested. They really are. 2% of Americans got boosted. A lot more people are not interested in that, which means there's an awful lot of people that are interested in coming our way. They really are. And we have to be gracious with them. You don't have to forgive what they did. You just have to know that they did it, be aware of it, and don't hold it against them if they want to change their mind. That's, that's a conservative position. It really is. It's a Christian position. It's a religiously sound tradition. And it's an American position. We always allowed people to come into this country, right? And our country should be welcoming of people that want to come back and go like, hey, hey, uh, I used to think I knew what it was, but I was on the wrong team. I kind of got confused. It was scary. You know, you don't have to tell them they're dumb. They're probably beating themselves up over it. You can bring them in compassionately. That's all I'm saying. Let's do that. Uh, And as you do so, I I promise you, I know we're going a little bit long today, but this stuff has been really uh, resonating with me. My friends over at Catholic Vote did an outstanding job, an outstanding job putting together the loop. There's a story about the speaker. I don't care much about that. The defense secretary is preparing to send more troops to the Middle East. This is what it's all about. They need to distract us. We can't be part of that. Like I said, my generation served already. Many of you did in the chat. Many of you listeners already have, too. The next generation is not ready for it. They don't want it. They better speak out because they're voting for it because they're dumb. But help them help them be educated. Help your kids that are young that think that they're liberals. Liberals care about freedom. They don't want to go to war for this stuff. There's also a, uh, a really fun article talking about how the sergeant-at-arms in the Senate has been warning lawmakers that there's an awful lot of violence increasing around Washington, D.C. That's what happens when you dismantle local law enforcement, when you give your money to the FBI instead of doing your job. That's what the police state looks like. They criminalize some but not the others. John Stewart apparently lost his show for criticizing China on Apple TV. That's really interesting. Another potential convert, okay? He was ridiculing the politicians who dismissed COVID and and then he got removed. He got canceled. John Stewart is a potential convert. Just saying, it's out there. California is going after homeschoolers. Homeschoolers are now suing California. If you want to be part of that active resistance, you want to live behind the lines, it involves a fight. So you got to pick it. Uh, Catholic Vote doing great work today in the loop. Go to CatholicVote.org You can click on the loop or CatholicVote.org and sign up for the loop. Either way, you'll get this one. Today's is a a banger. It really is. It's totally worth your time, and I highly encourage it. And then we'll just throw this at the end here at the last. Uh, If you guys are going to buy something from MyPillow, use my promo code KYLE I'm not saying you need to go buy something you don't need, but if you're going to go there anyway and you're going to buy something from MyPillow.com you can use slash KYLE at the end of it or use promo code KYLE. You'll get all the same discounts from any of the other big folks, but uh, they support our show. They've already sent us our First check, it's kind of awesome. Uh, I know a lot of you out there. Brian's probably, Ryan's probably wearing their slippers right now. Uh, producer Phil, who uh, started the show with me, wearing their slippers. My folks sleeping on the uh, Percale sheets. That's what they like. Uh, my dad likes some crisp. He's not a Giza Dream sheets guy. Uh, the number of people that love Mike Mike Lindell's products are significant. So use promo code Kyle if you want to go do it and uh, support our show, and we appreciate that. Uh, like I said, all of our sponsors are keeping us going. They're keeping the fire burning out here, and uh, all of you in the live chat. We really do appreciate you. Look like we, we crossed the 1400 mark this morning for you watching live, which is, I think, a new record for our show. Really appreciate all of you being here live with us. 0930 on Rumble.com slash Kyle dot Rumble.com slash Kyle Seraphim. Streaming live out of Liberty Hill, Texas. It's a good hill to die on, Liberty. I'll just say. And you guys can leave us a five-star review. You'll get one read on the show just like this one. I'm going to read two because they're short. This one's from T. Gamboji. Friendly Friday. Coming out from uh, earlier this month, Colton Moore is only 29. He's more experienced than most U.S. legislators. And another one, ATJ Saj said, Senator Colton Moore, one of your best interviews conversation. He's the real deal. Really did like talking to Colton Moore. Uh, anybody who talks as fast as I do and does it for a living like he does, he's a uh, <laughs> he's an auctioneer. So check out our, our episode that we did with Colton Moore. It was one of our bigger watched ones, but very, very good. Gives you a lot of hope when a 29 year old is out there working in the Georgia State Legislature. Um, check out Colton Moore's episode. Check out all of them if you like them. Share them with your friends. We do appreciate you doing that. That's how the show continues to grow. We need some more five star reviews. We got to get up to 800. You guys can do it. Click on the link. It's on uh, iTunes or it's on uh, Apple's podcast, rather. It's in the show description. I'm pointing downward like a, like you're looking downward, but that's where it is. And uh, folks, share it on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all the others. Watch us on rumble.com if you want to see it. Follow Ryan Matta Media on Twitter, Ryan Matta Media, or you can follow him at Ryan Matta on True Social, folks. God bless you. Go convert a friend today. Go make a friend and bring them into the camp with some grace and some dignity. And uh, we'll see you all tomorrow. God bless. Thanks for listening to The Kyle Seraphin Show, streamed live Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on Rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. Follow Kyle on Twitter and True Social at Kyle Serafin.